I V M. You are listening to the Signal Daily, brought to you by Front Page Studios. Prime Minister Modi's advice for your wedding is to keep it desi and even explore various hyperlocal traditions. So last Friday PM Modi shared his two cents on boosting India's tourism potential during a post budget webinar. And he suggested promoting states such as Gujarat and Tamil Nadu among others as quote unquote wedding destinations to attract more tourists. But why is PM Modi now urging for more intercultural wedding celebrations? Well, probably because the Indian wedding scene is a total cash cow at the moment. The Confederation of All India Traders or CAIT estimates that a whopping 3.5 million couples will have tied the knot in the first half of 2023, spending almost rupees 13 lakh crores on these grand celebrations. Additionally, a KPMG report also states that the Indian wedding industry is currently worth rupees 3.68 trillion. This only indicates that there is a significant amount of money being spent on weddings in India, making it a crucial value-adding economic activity. In fact, even Marriott International is capitalizing on the revival of the wedding industry in India post the COVID pandemic period. As per Mint, the hotel chain which operates around 16 different hotel brands across the country, garnered nearly 12% of its revenue in India in the year 2022 solely from hosting weddings. And it's not just Marriott, by the way. In January 2023, the Taj Group of Hotels, which is owned by the Indian Hotels Company, raked in a whopping 46% of its revenue in the December 2022 quarter from food and beverage services, primarily due to the high demand for events and weddings. And celeb weddings like that of Kiara Siddharth or Katrina and Vicky Kaushal or Alia and Ranveer have fueled a culture of lavishness and grandeur. Now everyone wants to keep up with Instagram aesthetics for their D-Day. For content creators and influencers and even regular folks, it's the visually appealing weddings that are now the ultimate stage to go viral. The priority is shifting from actual wedding traditions to creating internet-breaking wedding content. So PM Modi's bet on forging a connection between the wedding industry and tourism could just turn out to be a wise investment, you know. For the next few minutes you are going to know a little more than you did yesterday from the world of technology business policy and anything that leaves you with food for thought Hi I'm Shorbari and this is the deep dive for 6th March 2023 After years and years of negotiation UN member states have finally agreed on a treaty to protect open oceans from exploitation This pact which is called the High Seas Treaty has a 30 by 30 target which means that it wants to protect 30% of the world's oceans by 2030. Now in maritime law high seas are basically defined as international waters that don't come under the jurisdiction of any state. It's open to all states whether coastal or landlocked for fishing and research activities for deep sea mining to use as shipping lanes etc. And the thing is this area makes up for more than half of the earth's surface. It's home to a million aquatic species that have been identified and so many more that we don't know about yet. And it absorbs about 30% of the planet's CO2 emissions. I mean, it's a treasure trove and it's got huge potential to reverse climate change. 
and that's where the high seas treaty comes in now this is expected to kick start a global move towards ocean conservation and reverse the loss of marine biodiversity because now un countries are likely to chalk up legal boundaries on sharing marine genetic resources which is basically biological matter from any marine plant or animal that have scientific and commercial uses in pharmaceuticals or cosmetics agriculture and also biotechnology there could be regulations on deep sea mining now and there will be marine protected areas as well there's also talk of impact assessments so hopefully there's going to be accountability now you'll find that this is being described as a historic or landmark moment or even a paris agreement moment for the high seas because would you believe me if i told you that even as climate change is a keyword in our daily vocabulary now there has been zero international laws to protect marine biodiversity in the high seas the only kind of international laws or international governing bodies that we've had until right now for the high seas are the ones pertaining on how to share the spoils of the oceans rather than actual preservation of the water bodies for instance the un convention of the law of the sea of 1982 lays down extensive laws for resource distribution but protects all of 1% of the water from commercial use then there's the international seabed authority mining that also comes under the un and again this intergovernmental body oversees deep sea mining related activities perhaps the only intergovernmental framework that addresses the degradation of ocean waters is the regional seas conventions and action plans and as the name suggests its scope is really at a regional level and unfortunately studies indicate that it's this kind of a legal gap that has resulted in pollution overfishing destruction of habitats near extinction of species and also acidification of the ocean water which is famously described as climate change's evil twin now in 2017 a un resolution had decided to address this gap in maritime laws and tweak it but first it was the covid pandemic that delayed it and then economic interests also stalled the discussions further because there were disagreements between developed and developing nations around how to share the profits of marine genetic resources but now that un member states have overcome that hurdle there's still a long way to go and not enough time to waste if you like listening to the signal daily please show us some support rate us and review us on apple podcasts and spotify share this podcast with your friends and family and tell us what you think about this podcast at hello@thesignal.co the signal daily is produced in association with ivm This episode was written, researched and produced by Manaspini and me Shorbari. Edited by Dinesh Narayanan, mastered and mixed by Prasenjit Das. You can catch this podcast every morning on Spotify, Apple, Amazon Prime Music, Google Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We are the signal.co on Instagram, LinkedIn and Twitter. 